This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Riley goes to the corner, has his man, and it's a touchdown. First time since 1961, 56 years. The Edmonton Eskimos start a season 7-0. And on the return, it's Gainey to the pile. Edmonton remains undefeated, the Ticats remain winless, and Saskatchewan shocks the CFL world. Welcome to Week 9 in the Canadian Football League. This is CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. You can get me on Twitter, at AndyMC81. We are delivered by Domino's, and guys, it's it's my favorite week. It's 50% off week, August 14th to the 20th. You go to dominoes.ca. Any regular price pizza menu item, and you get 50% off on carryout. So all you got to do, drive your butt into a Domino's, and you get it. You order online, 50% off. You want a large, extra large, small, whatever, as many as you want, 50% off carryout items. Producer Joe Nars says in, Joe, you know I get pumped about pizza, baby. 50% off week? This is like Christmas for a week. This is the perfect boys oh, come over. Yes. We're going to crush the CFL all weekend. Exactly. And don't worry, I got it this time. I got it. This is the week. If you're going to treat, if you owe your guys, this is the week to treat at dominoes.ca, 50% off. Okay. Players of the week. And Joe, I think this might have been the most obvious number one performer of the week. Ed by God Ganey of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I think just earned himself a new contract in a single game. Four interceptions, one forced fumble in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Shocking drubbing of the BC Lions, 41-8. to This after they got doubled up 30-15. to Jonathan Jennings, his unceremonious return to the BC Lions as starter. And Ed Ganey feasted. He feasted on him. And yeah, there's no doubt, obviously, four interceptions. Uh, you're the number one top performer. Going, that, that's it. going forward <laughs> in fantasy, you should be able to choose Ed Ganey as a defense. Versus the BC Lions only. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the guy put up enough numbers wow. to, for an entire defensive core. A whole the, season of picks. Yeah, four interceptions in wow. one game. And I'm pretty sure the Rough Riders themselves put up 14 points in nine minutes. It, it, it was, it was incredible. Picks. It was insane. Uh, horrible day. For Jonathan Jennings. By the way, he is taking first team reps. Looks like he will start. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But I don't disagree with that in the sense that you know what Travis Lule is. You know you can have Lule come off the bench and he has that demeanor and he's fine with it. And he, that he can produce. For Jonathan Jennings, this, this is the guy who's supposed to be your future and your present. You got to go back to him. Now, if he lays an egg uh, on a, against a, a very good Calgary Stampeders defense... Then you got a problem because if even if you think he's the future, you've slipped to fourth in the West Division. You got to still make the playoffs, so you better figure that out. So a huge week for Jonathan Jennings. Uh, after that, you got Mike Riley, fifth three hundred plus yard game. Just another day at the office for the Edmonton Eskimos, who somehow, some way, with a, with so too many injuries to count, up and down the line, fourth string running back. They win, and they win by a touchdown over the Ottawa Red Blacks, 27-20. Riley's just clutch. Just clutch, Joe. Did you see him slashing the defense near the fourth quarter? He's amazing. Right before he threw that pick, he, the guy had probably four or five guys reach out for him, and it just like cut one way, cut the other way. That's what makes 
a great quarterback that although he's not a mobile quarterback per se, he's it's mobile not his enough. go-to. Exactly. Yeah. He has the ability to get out of traffic and make a play for you, and he showed that like this week. I think people forget how big a guy Mike Riley is. 6'3", 230. Like he's a, he's a big-bodied guy. Certainly not his best game. Two interceptions in what was generally a rough week for, uh, for quarterbacks outside of, of course, the number three performer of the week, Kevin Glenn. And it's up and down, right? Like, Joe, we've talked about this all season long. Is Kevin Glenn, is this the... Co- no, no, it's not a comeback. It's not a resurgence for Kevin Glenn. He does it all the time. 19 for 25, 18 rushing yards, uh, he had, uh, the first touchdown of the game was a 35-yard bomb. And for Kevin Glenn, this is a great week. There is no more frustrating team than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders if you're picking it for your CFL and TSN.ca fantasy teams. You don't know what you're going to get. And I can only imagine if you're a Rough Riders fan, each week it must be uh, the blood pressure just up and down. Especially with Glenn, he's like the epitome of a borderline starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. Because one week he is, and the next week you're like, what is going on? He's your journey. He's your journeyman guy. Yeah. Joe, the week before, Brandon Bridge replaced him, and there was talk of a quarterback controversy that I had on this show with Glenn Suter. Yeah. That was last week. Well, that's the thing. Glenn has been a part of every it, everywhere he is, it's a controversy because the week he's in and he looks great, you think it's a rebirth. Yeah. And then you realize the next week that it's just status quo. This is Kevin Glenn. It's been Kevin Glenn for the last, to me, four or five years. It's He's talented. He's skilled. But there's weeks where you don't even understand why he's on the field. He's a great bridge quarterback to your next guy. Yes. The problem for the Rough Riders, they don't have the next guy. And I don't think it's uh, Brandon Bridge. But they did add a quarterback that we'll get to in the Blitz. And yeah, some uh, news today. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Montreal Alouettes wheeling and dealing. So the Rough Riders add some depth at quarterback. Vernon Adams Jr., coming over as well as a fifth-round pick in the 2018 CFL draft from the Alouette. So that's what Saskatchewan gets. Montreal has coming back the other way. National defensive back Tavon Campbell, third-round selection in the 2018 CFL draft, third-round pick in the 2019 CFL draft. So for the Alouettes, it's, hey, you know what? We have Darian Durant. We have Drew Willey. Don't need Vernon Adams. For the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, as we just said, Kevin Glenn's doing well this week. Brandon Bridge, um, Canadian, which helps, but he's far from a finished product and uh, not the most accurate quarterback. Can he be a long-term solution? Doubtful at this point. And so you have Vernon Adams, speedy guy, 5'11", 200 pounds, seems like he's built for the CFL. Played his college ball in Oregon in the Pac-12, notorious for that spread offense, speed type guy. Perfect for that environment. Better suited to the CFL game. But for Vernon Adams, again, another guy, very raw. Way too small and light for the National Football League. And when you look at his college stats, though, he passed for, uh, he completed 65% of his uh, throws for over 10,000 yards. 110 touchdowns. You think, my God. Why isn't this guy a first-round pick? Well, when it translates to the NFL game, too small CFL game, we'll see if he can grow. Right, we'll see if he can grow. Use the bigger field to his advantage. Might be a good spot. So the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who again don't have a long-term settled situation at quarterback, despite how well Kevin Glenn played last week and has during different periods this season, it is not settled. You need to find a guy. Could Vernon Adams be that guy? Maybe, maybe. So that's the 
the deal there that went down across the Canadian Football League. Uh, Farhan Lalji for uh, TSN out in Vancouver. As I said earlier, he did report that Jonathan Jennings is getting first-team reps. Wally Buono is giving him first-team reps. So that means that, well, he's going to play. But, Joe, I'm wondering, against the Calgary Stampeders, who we've seen that, that their defense can be nasty, how long is the leash when you go to Travis Lule? Because in that West Division, you can't play around. You cannot play in the West Division. Winnipeg just leapfrogged you, BC. The Blue Bombers are 5-2, and two, you're 5-3. and three. You try to get too cute and stick with Jonathan Jennings, don't want to hurt his confidence. Well, all of a sudden, you drop to 5-4, and four, Saskatchewan on the bye week. What if they come back and win? What if they come back? And they're playing the Edmonton Eskimos the following week. You've got to stay in that race. It is razor thin in the West Division. You can't give up an inch. So it'll be very interesting to see what the uh, leash is and, and how long it is for Jonathan Jennings compared to just saying, hey, you know what? we got to win now. We're in a win-now mode. We have players that can help us contend and go for it. Other news, uh, our own Dave Naylor from TSN Radio reporting that, yeah, quarterback Ricky Ray throwing the ball, taking first-team reps uh, in practice for the Argonauts. And we're going to chat with Jim Pop, general manager of the Toronto Argonauts, a little bit later on in the show as he made, uh, as the Argonauts and Mark Tressman went to Montreal last week, of course, where he had those years of success building those championship teams and, and uh, a, a CFL dynasty with Anthony Calvillo and Mark Tressman. They are returning the favor in the second half of the home-and-home home this Saturday at BMO Field. So we'll catch up with Jim Pop as he uh, visits uh, NFL camps. Uh, but Ricky Ray, as Dave Naylor reported, throwing the ball, taking first-team reps at practice. That was the case a little bit last week. They shut him down, went with Jeff Matthews, slash Cody Fajardo, each for a half. The result was nine points, and we saw this last year. For the Argos, they're only going as far as Ricky Ray can take them. These other quarterbacks are not fit to take you to the postseason. Might be good in spots, not nearly developed right now, and I personally don't think either of them are poised to become stars in the CFL. So you're setting yourself to depend on Ricky Ray, who since he joined the team in 2012 has missed multiple games and sometimes double-digit games nearly every year as he ages and gets into those upper 30s. So if Ricky Ray plays, got a great chance. But can he stay healthy? That is the key for the Toronto Argonauts. Let's get to our CFL Weekly show poll question. You can get me on Twitter, at AndyMC81. You can vote there, at AndyMC81. Which team is most likely to come back and make the playoffs? Which team should come back and make the playoffs? Is it? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, currently 3-4, and four, last in the West Division. Or the Ottawa Red Blacks, 1-6-1, third in the East Division. Or the poor, winless Hamilton Tiger Cats, dead last, 0-7. Those are your options. Rough Riders, Red Blacks, Hamilton. Which team is most likely to come back and make the playoffs? And you got arguments for both. The Rough Riders are in the bye week They've looked good, and depending on what the BC Lions do, all right, three and four, they're not out of the very tough West Division. The Ottawa Redblocks, I could argue, are one of the greatest one six and one teams of all time. The differential two fourteen points put up against two twenty nine. They've been snake bitten. They've gotten them gotten in their own way. 
But the Red Blocks, I think if they can get organized by Labor Day, they could be a force. Hamilton, as crazy as it sounds, is not out of it at 0-7. You get one win, you are if you beat Ottawa, you are one point back of third place in the East, but they need that one. So my vote is going to go to the Ottawa Red Blacks. You can vote at AndyMC81 on which team you think is most likely to come back and make the playoffs by the end of the year. Rough Riders, Red Blacks, or Ticats. We'll take the break. After that, General Manager of the Toronto Argonauts, Jim Pop, joins me. You don't want to miss that. A lot more coming up here on CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. This is the CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at AndyMC81. Vote on our Twitter poll question there. Remember, folks, it's 50% off week. All right? Domino's Pizza, Domino's.ca. Any carryout special that you order online from regular price, pizza, Options, fifty percent off. It doesn't matter. You can get ten pizzas, fifty percent off as long as it's carryout. Amazing deal. Check out all their options, their deals online at Domino's.ca. Joining me now, General Manager of the Toronto Argonauts, Jim Pop. Jim, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you, Andy? I'm doing well. Doing well, thank you. So, uh, the question, of course, revolves around. Ricky Ray, the Toronto Argonauts, he's he's day to day, and the the backup quarterback situation first. You had Jeff Matthews, who had starting experience, big body guy, very cerebral out of Cornell, and Cody Fajardo, a very different quarterback. Just from a a general sense, how difficult or or tricky is it to prepare the offense for two completely different quarterbacks? Where let's say a skill set of Fajardo compared to a Ricky Ray slash Jeff Matthews. Well, I'm not the expert at that, just uh, simply because Coach Tressman's the one yeah. that's you know coaching the guys along with Marcus Brady. But uh, you know, it, it is different. You know, obviously Jeff is probably more in the skill set of Ricky mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, than Cody. You know, um, but uh, you know they all had great training camps. They performed well in preseason, uh, running a lot of the same plays. But uh, you do have to adjust. Uh, by the individual quarterback each week. And it just depends how much reps they get or how many reps they've had leading into that part of the season. So we obviously know Jeff didn't have a lot, um, you know, going into an eighth game of the year. Cody had been on the roster not playing much himself. But, uh, you know, they're all professionals, and we got to, you know, from the coaching staff to the players, uh, do the best we can to get them prepared. So, Jim, last week, and with the first of the home-and-home home coming back home to Toronto, but last week, back to Montreal, where you had so much success, you and Coach Tressman over all these years. How, how was that? How was it to go back into that building on the other side after building this Argonauts club? Well, myself, I was not there. I, I was on the road uh, scouting, uh, doing NFL camp. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, so I was not in the building. Obviously, we had played them earlier in the year in the preseason, got to see a lot of, 
everyone. But uh, it's always special to go back uh, where you might have had a lot of success or spent a lot of time. Uh, we all have great friends uh, uh, in the in the city, and we always have still have great friends on the on the team. And um, so it's a special it's a special day. Uh, uh, the biggest thing is all the fans uh, and the people that you meet along the way, and uh, and you stay in touch with them. We see them in different stadiums, even when we play in Ottawa. There's Montreal fans that come up to visit and watch the game. So uh, they're just true CFL fans. So it's always a special time. But you know when the when the ball's kicked and you start, it's it's a competition, and uh, that kind of goes out the window and. We all want to win, and you just keep going. Now you mentioned you were at <laughs> NFL camps. Uh, where whereabouts? Where were you? Uh, where were you scouting? Uh, myself, I was down in uh, you know with the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, uh, cruised by uh, Philadelphia down to Baltimore. Uh, flew into Charlotte. Uh, did all you know? Visited training camps, and then I backtracked and came back up and did preseason games. So I did a uh-huh. game in Charlotte, Baltimore, and two. In MetLife Stadium, in uh, you know, in the Meadowlands. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, several of us did that type of thing. We still have one or two still on the road, and we try to hit all 32 teams. Is there when you when you go down? Is there a a list or or uh, from the training camp roster or something in particular that you're looking at per team, or is it okay? You have an idea of who you might want, but it's more if somebody catches your eye. A little bit of all that. Mm. Uh, we obviously have the list. We have those negotiation lists, yep. and then we obviously can't put everybody on a negotiation list. But your eye and players up, you're evaluating them. A lot of scouting and recruiting is one and two years ahead of time. Okay. And uh, we're always looking for the guy that falls through, and we can grab right away if we have a need. Uh, but, you know, you visit with general managers, directors of pro personnel, uh, you ask a lot of questions, just you know, not just what your eyes see. I mean, you watch film while you're at the facility. Uh, you watch preseason games, but you also ask a lot of questions about the individual type of person they are. You try to do a lot of background on them. You know, some of the things you don't know by watching film or watching them in person. So uh, you just get a good feel. You have to do a lot of work. You got to find out which guys still have practice roster eligibility. You got to find out that three-year vet that may not make the team that season uh and or you may take the true free agent on the street that has a long shot of ever making it plus we're always following the cfl guys that have signed from the cfl down in the nfl that may be free agent so uh, or you right. may have a draft pick there so there's a lot lot to it and uh you just try to cover it all and you know and, and have a plan moving forward from there Jeez, so that that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> and you got to worry about the roster back home too uh, it's a shuffle. You Man. Know, right now it's a shuffle. But you, know, <laughs> you have a lot of experienced people, and uh, everybody's doing a lot of jobs, and you know the coaches got their eyes on everything. So we're, you know, everybody's in good hands in all teams. You know, we we all have experienced it and gone through it. Do you have a favorite spot for NFL camps that you go down? Like each year you're visiting, is there a favorite city or location you like to, in particular, to head down to? Well, I, I tell you, a lot of us build relationships uh, through the years. Uh, you know, the more you scout or the more areas you go, we try to stay in common, you know, like take the same uh, front office people or scouts and kind of send them to the same areas. Mm. And they get to know people well, and uh, they build relationships. And um, But, there, you know, there's there's uh, you know, there's probably enjoyment in every place you go. I, I You know, one place – 
I enjoy going to every year is the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, St. Vincent College. I grew up as a young kid going to camp and getting to spend the spend the night in training camp at times. And so I really reminisce and think about the great times that I, you know, I was there when John Stallworth and Lynn Swan were rookies. Wow. And Terry Bradshaw was just making it. And they hadn't even won a Super Bowl yet. So, uh, and the Steelers are such a great franchise. They treat you like gold. They, they open the door like you, you work for them and they let you do whatever and they want you to stay at camp. And it, it's just, it's just always been that way from the owners down. Well, I'm, I'm a Browns fan, Jim, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. But I, <laughs> it's okay. Well, I have great memories of the Browns. You know, my dad coached there. And, uh, you know, and they lived right in Berea where the facility Did they is. really? My parents, you know, had, oh, yeah. And uh, so I got to go there several times. And I was oh, a young, wow. right out of college and, and coaching in college uh, ball at the time. But that's how I met Coach Trestman, you know, at, at that time. And he was, right. he was there as a young coach. And, and uh, so I have great memories of Berea also. And, yeah. You know, with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, there with um, with Bernie Kosar helping him out. Wow, that's that's a oh, way yeah. back. I, you know, I got to see the old facility in Berea and then the brand new one, which is where they are today. Yeah, I, I saw the two transitions while my father was there. Yeah, amazing. In conversation with Jim Pop, yeah. Argonauts general manager, uh, Jim. So let's talk about the the building of this year's team. We have uh, mm-hmm. a lot of Montreal. Alouette players who've come in and made an immediate impact. You got Bear Woods, who's been a beast. SJ Green, who, my goodness, uh, the human highlight reel is an appropriate nickname. Uh, when when you're, you're bringing in these guys, it, it has to in part be, I guess, familiarity, but you have to balance that with, okay, making sure that they can still contribute today. No question. Uh, you know, what you know about these men is they have great character. Uh, they can bring that into your locker room. They they understand the the work ethic that uh, Coach Tressman and myself are expecting. Uh, you know, let alone what we know what they're capable of. And, and we just hope that you know when you take them on, they're still going to be that productive with mm-hmm. the new team. And, and as we've seen, uh, several of these guys uh, have been as productive or even more. Yeah. Uh, some of them got a better chance than like a guy like Finley and Jackson. They're just a name to, but, uh, um, you know, when you have some familiarity with different people, you understand what they bring to the table and, you know, not just on the field, but in the locker room and off the field and just great all around guys. So, you know, the one thing we didn't, we weren't real sure of when we got here, there was a lot of change. There was, there was only so many so-called guys that were viewed as stars or, you know, that had been established with the team. We weren't quite sure what we had. You know, we knew we had rookie Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we had Sean Lemon and, you know, and, and Chris Van Zyl, who we had, you know, I have drafted in Montreal that's turned into such a great old lineman. But to get to know the guys, know what culture we had or locker room, we had to set that tone and we were going to find out along the way. And, and that's kind of where we've been. But uh, fortunate that we've been able to compete hard and be right there and we've got to clean up some of, uh, you know, some of our sloppy play at times and uh, clean the penalties up. But uh, nothing that can't be corrected. But the effort in the locker room and the culture is just fantastic. We're having a great time. Well, and Jim, it's, I think it's even more impressive the way the Argonauts have been able to handle themselves this year because you and Coach Tressman were brought in relatively late into the offseason. Like, it was end of February when the announcement happened. So you're, you're behind the eight ball a, a couple of months behind all the other teams. Like, how was, how was that? Was it, it kind of a sprint from the get-go for you? 
Well, it was, but it was it was fun doing it. I mean, the first thing we really set out to do was um, uh, put a great coaching staff together, and we feel we did that. Uh, uh, a lot of players were already signed. Free agency had already started, uh, probably because we didn't spend so much in free agency. We were able to have the Bear Woods and the S.J. Greens and the Cleon Langs and the Marcus Balls. You know, we were able to pick these guys and really piece our team uh, together with some really established players that have had success in this league, uh, let alone who was already here. You know, some of the guys that have flourished, like the Victor Butler and uh, or the Beer Posey uh, that, that are right near. Or, you know, we get the trade you know done for Armani Edwards. You know, th- these are guys that have all you know really stepped up and done well and pieced together, but came together as a group really quick. So it, it's given us a chance to be competitive and, and be right there tied to the you know, top spot in our division. And, uh, and and this really makes our game coming up this week even more important after yeah. we lost last week. I mean, it's a huge game, and, and uh, we have it at home, and we need to take care of our business. That's right, and, and not just in the standings right now, but for tiebreakers after that. So uh, it'll be a big one down at BMO Field. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Always, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, let's, let's hey across the league. Let's get the fans out there and support the league. It's a great, great, great football league. It really is. Absolutely, that was Jim Pop, general manager of the Toronto Argonauts. We'll take the break. On the other side, team power rankings get going into Week Nine, and some CFL fantasy tips with TSN.ca Scott Collin. A lot more coming up right here on CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome back to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Folks, remember, I've said it all show. It's Domino's 50% off week, people. Carry out orders, any regular price, pizza, online, 50% off. Doesn't matter if it's a large, extra large, small meat, whatever, 50% off. You can't beat it. Get to dominoes.ca right now. Carry out specials, 50% off. A man I know who's going to take quick advantage of this amazing deal, tsn.ca's Scott Cullen. Scott, are you ready for some pizza? 50% off. Sounds like I should buy two. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we just hear like a dial tone and, and just a, a screeching car to go get pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Scotty, let's start with your power rankings for uh, this week, which of course people can find on tsn.ca. And Calgary Stampeders remain in first. The poor Edmonton Eskimos. Okay, Scotty, what did the Edmonton Eskimos have to do to get to number one on your rankings? Well, one, they probably have to get healthier. Right. Uh, because, you know, they're, they're, they're down to, you know, fourth string running back. They're mm-hmm. missing a couple of their top receivers. And look, it's a tremendous credit to them that they're still winning. But at the same time, you know, their wins are, um, generally by a fairly narrow margin. Um, you know, this, this week was a seven point win over Ottawa. And, you know, that, that's not enough to, to kind of tilt the balance. One of the things that Calgary has going forward in addition to being healthier is that they've had some, some pretty lopsided wins in their favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, um, I mean, look, to me, they're, they're the, the top two and they're kind of, you know, punching it out for that, for the top spot. And then you kind of go down a tier before you start looking at the rest. Um, but 
Yeah, I think I think Edmonton, uh, as as they are currently constituted, they would probably be underdogs if they, if they met up with Calgary. And no surprise here, the BC Lions drop a spot to four. Blue Bombers leapfrog over them to the third spot, and the Rough Riders rising to number five. Um, I, I didn't see that game coming. Did against the Lions? Did you? <laughs> well, no. Considering the week before they they were down thirty to nothing. Yeah. You know they tack on a few late scores and it made made it a little bit respectable at BC. But yeah, they got they got pasted, um, and then you know turn around and uh, return the favor, I guess, to the uh, to the Lions. And, and the Lions now there's you know I, I wouldn't say we're into a controversy or anything, but their quarterback play is a little. Uh, suspect. It's up in the air. You know, with with Jen, Jennings coming back, throws four interceptions, and you know, certainly that's not going to be the standard. But you know, in, until you you know what you've got uh, with Je- with Jennings coming back from injury, um, I'd say that little bit of uncertainty kind of opens the door for Winnipeg to uh, overtake the the Lions for for third spot in the rankings. And um, well, yeah, I think you know it's, it's it's a sad state of affairs, really, for the Eastern Division. Oh. All all five teams at the top are, are all from the West, uh, and you know, in Saskatchewan, they're not a bad team. You know, they're still sitting there in last place in the uh, in the West with a three and four record, but they've got a after after that big win against BC, they've got a you know healthy uh, scoring differential um, in their favor, and and so. You know, it's uh, it's almost like a tale of two leagues at this point, and yeah, you know, it, it. I mean, it's been that way, you know, in general for for quite a while now. But the fact that it's you know, such, such a dividing line between you know the top five are all from the west and the bottom four are all from the east is uh, sort of a sad state of affairs. Well, and especially for Ontario, seven, eight, nine, Ottawa, Toronto, Hamilton, man. Yeah, and well, and now here's the thing, Toronto. Part of part of the reason that they plummet is is. Um, you know, they were without Ricky Ray last yeah, week. Now, yeah. It's looking like he may be, um, you know, back on track to play this week, perhaps, maybe. Um, but, you know, the Argos without Ricky Ray and the Argos with Ricky Ray are two different animals. And I think sure. you know, we've, we've, we've talked all year about the, the big challenge for the Argos is going to be keep, keeping Ricky Ray upright. Um, and it, it's, you know, I, I think the, the dramatic impact um, of his injury uh was felt last week i mean they, they go to montreal and put up nine points and you know they just don't look like a a, a viable threat at all uh without ricky ray so no. i don't know we'll we'll see what uh what they can do uh with if, if ray returns and you know i i think the argos still have a chance to kind of creep into the top half of the rankings if they uh pull it together but um yeah right now it's pretty lean times in ontario Right, and yeah, without Ricky Ray, we've seen the last couple of years, this Argos team just can't handle it. So, uh, And of course, the Ticats in last at 0-7, I presume they will stay there until they maybe get away. Maybe. Well, well, and even then, yeah. I mean, I think they've, they've you know, they've set themselves up pretty comfortably. Like, Ottawa's won one game and has probably played better than their record. Oh, absolutely. Uh, whereas, I agree. Whereas Hamilton, Hamilton's winless and has probably, you know, I mean, if it was possible, they've played worse than their record because you know, their point <laughs> differential is terrible. The yardage differential is terrible. You know, there's nothing there to, to really hang your hat on and say, okay, well, here's a reason to be optimistic about, about Hamilton. You know, a few weeks ago, they had, you know, uh, a competitive loss. And you could kind of go, oh, maybe that's something, but then they got you know, destroyed by by Winnipeg this week, and so you know I think we're we're left with this being all. I mean, and I think we're far enough into the season that this is probably has to be considered a lost season for for Hamilton. Um, and yet, you know, as I say all that, 
you know, they're, they're three wins behind the first place team. That's it. So, so, That's it. You know, if, if you somehow miraculously turn the ship around, maybe they could get into it. But, I, you know, I, I need to see one win before I start worrying about three. Yeah, exactly. In conversation with TSN.ca, Scott Cullen on Twitter, at TSN Scott Cullen. Okay, Scotty, let's talk CFL Fantasy, the CFL.ca uh, TSN Fantasy game. Boy, if you ass backward your way into picking the Saskatchewan Rough Rider defense last week, <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, if you if you manage to think that the team who got destroyed by BC and BC uh-huh. start, would turn around and stomp <laughs> BC and and uh, and get five, Ed Gainey, five takeaways. Not only did he have four interceptions, he also had a, um, a forced fumble in there, too. And, that's and that's so wild. Just crazy, um, you know, crazy performance by, by Saskatchewan D. But, um, you know, one of the things that we're seeing more and more in the – in the CFL uh, fantasy game is that people are avoiding taking DL together. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah, the no D. They're, they're investing their money in uh, you know receivers and running backs, and um, if, it, if it means they run out of money before they get to their defense, then so be it. They, they, they uh, live with the results. And I, I have yet to go down that path. I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, I, I'll spend low money on, on D and, you know, worry about filling in my other positions first, but I haven't I haven't got to the point yet where I want to leave an empty spot in my roster. Right, and uh, Saskatchewan on the bye this week, so we don't have to worry about them. I went Montreal, and I went. You know what, Scotty? So, so get this. So I had Matt Nichols in, and then it was like game day. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go Zach Caleros. It's, oh. uh, so I went him, but. I went with Montreal's defense, and the combined points of Montreal's defense and Caleros actually worked out to be the same as if I went with Matt Nichols. So I, I came yeah, out even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and, and sometimes it's uh, better to be lucky than good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but look, I remember we, we talked last week that I, you know, I, I wasn't exactly recommending Caleros. No, no, Caleros no. Caleros was cheap. Yes. Right. Like you could, you know, you you knew he was starting, and you know, I think he was eight thousand and some odd dollars. And he came uh, off of a good output the week before. Yep. In which, in relative terms, you could you could justify. Okay, well, sure. I'm gonna spend my money elsewhere and and save it on on quarterback there. And yeah, Caleros didn't didn't exactly uh, distinguish himself, but it allows you to spend your money in other spots. Yeah. Yeah. And for running back, Ladarius Perkins, 107 yards. You, you mentioned earlier about Edmonton down their third, fourth string. Running back, well, that goes. That's a testament to the offensive line and the the game plan of the Eskimos because uh, Perkins is still in the what of uh, I think five. Uh, he's forty five hundred bucks. Yeah, forty five hundred bucks. That's a steal you know, still. Yep, and and he's giving you two one hundred yard games um, as the starter, and so you know that forty five hundred looks pretty uh, pretty appetizing. And now you know maybe maybe he's no guarantee to give you a hundred hundred yards every game, but um, you know getting. Uh, a running back who's going to handle a starter's workload is, you know, to, to be able to get him at that price is is still worthwhile, and, and particularly for Edmonton because, um, you know, they've just done so well with no, no matter who is yeah. uh, running the ball this year, and so you know, yeah, Perkins is is one of the kind of really nice values uh, still on the board. Uh, Scotty, last one for you here. I'm I'm torn between offensive weapons on the, the BC Lions and the Toronto Argonauts because of the quarterback questions, and we see the drop-off if you don't have Ricky Ray, or at least at this point, Travis Lule for the BC Lions. Where are you at for picking for picking Lions players and Argonauts? Uh, maybe, maybe specifically the Argos, because if Ricky doesn't play, we know there's a, a giant drop-off. Yeah, in, in the Argos case, you know what the... I, I'm pretty much avoiding anybody who's a receiver. Yeah. Brandon Whitaker had a pretty big um, 
week last week hmm. against against Montreal. And so I, I would consider Whitaker as a as an option in the backfield um, because frankly, if, if you're the Argos, you're you're probably your best plan of attack is to give Whitaker a bunch of touches and and not rely so much on on Matthews or Fajardo to uh, uh, to pass. And so you know that's that's the approach I guess you have to take without Ricky Ray. Uh, when it comes to Lions, I I mean I still like uh, the receivers they have and, and honestly, you know, given last week's game by Jennings, I think that's more aberration. We we've seen enough good games from Jonathan Jennings to know that, you know, Arsenal and Williams and um if he's healthy, Burnham. Um, right. you know, they're they're they have options who can, who can put up um good numbers in the passing game. So um yeah, I'm less worried about BC, but Toronto, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, I, I would have a hard time investing in any of the receivers Ray's not playing. You got a sleeper this week, Scotty? Well, I mean, Perkins was my, you know, the, <laughs> the best value I've seen on, on, and still on is. the board, I think, you know, that, um, you know, the fact that he kind of came off the practice squad and gave them 100 yards and, uh, plus in his first game and then did it again, mm-hmm. um, and, and the price has still not, I would say, hasn't caught up to what, um, what you would expect to, to pay. So I think I think Ladarius Perkins remains uh, kind of the the best value out there right now. All right, Scotty, thank you so much. We'll do it again next week. Great, thanks a lot, Andy. All right, that was TSN.ca Scott Cullen. Get him on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. After the break, you don't want to miss this. The newest member of the BC Live. Well, he started his career there. He's going back home to where he began, I guess. Ricky Foley. Always entertaining. You don't want to miss this Behind the Helmet and my game picks coming up next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our $7.99 mix and match offer that has something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Let's get right to it, folks. Behind the helmet. On the line now, the newest member of the BC Lions, Ricky Foley. Ricky, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. The newest, oldest member I was, of the BC Lions. I was going to say, what's old is new again. You started there in 2006, and over 10 years later, you are back with some unfinished business, are you excited to be be quasi back home? Yeah, it's starting to it's kind of starting to sink in a little bit. I mean, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, which is uh, I guess kept my emotions under check. But um, starting to get pretty excited for the game. You know, making the road trip with the boys and putting that '95 jersey on again and uh, going out and playing a real game. So um, yeah, starting to get pretty excited. We had a lot of success in BC, especially 2009 with 12 sacks and a storied career playing also in Toronto and Saskatchewan and. Last couple of years with the Argonauts as well, and now back to the BC Lions. Now, uh, Ricky, you're originally from Curtis, Ontario. That's where that's my hometown now. That's that's where I am. Have you been back to the to the old town lately? Oh yeah, you know before uh, that's crazy. Now before um, before I was got signed by the Lions, I was out there a lot. Actually, that's where the family farm is, and uh, been working with my pops out there, doing a little bit of uh, of uh, land development out there. So it's been good. There you go, staying in shape. Nothing like uh, nothing like working the land, staying football shape. Love it. 
Uh, yeah, clearing the clearing the woods will definitely keep you in shape. <laughs> See, that that's like farm strong, right? Like you you yeah. can't you can't lift that. That's 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 old school strong. So you'll yeah. uh, you'll be ready to roll Sunday. Um, so we'll win behind the helmet here, Ricky. We'll get the fans to to know you a little bit better off the field. So uh, favorite or strangest non football job that you've ever had? <laughs> oh boy, um, I did card detailing for one night. <laughs> Uh, way back when I was a teenager living on my own, and uh, that wasn't for me. Um, I worked at the Bay, Hudson's Bay folding clothes once one Christmas holiday to make some extra money. That was horrible. Right. Yeah, no, that never really stuck with uh, with anything. I think the craziest thing is the farm stories, right? Those are the those oh. are the crazy jobs. Yeah, no, I bet. Is there one you can one, one you can share? One of the farm stories? Oh, jeez. Um, one night, a cow got out. A new cow we just bought got out, and we lived by train tracks. And uh, we were chasing her all over the place. She was the most athletic cow in the history of the world, like jumping like a horse over the fences, six foot gates. And uh, we finally we couldn't get her. It was pitch dark. She went all the way back to the woods, and we gave up. And about an hour and a half later, uh, the CN Rail came in with a big boom, and uh, they had the poor cow was. Uh, Poor cow was on their truck bed and had Ooh. got hit by a train. So, Ooh. oh, it, there's about there's about a hundred other stories like that which I won't I won't share to keep your viewership. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you said an athletic cow. Did they after that when you were playing? Is there any quarterback that ever reminded you of that cow? <laughs> I think that would be like an insult and compliment <laughs> all the same time. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, you, you'll sure. lay off that one. Yeah. Yeah. Except the difference is you were the train in that case with the quarterback, right? So there you go. Exactly. You go get him. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so uh, in in the spare time, a lot of the players play video games. You a video game guy? No, not at all. I never have. I played a little bit in college just because that's what everybody liked to do. But um, I don't know. Never really been much for the video games. I'd rather be outside doing something, working with my hands, doing something real. I don't really like that. Uh, I don't see the point. Like it's fake. Like <laughs> don't. Uh, I guess it's good to take your mind off stuff, you know, sometimes after practice in uh, Saskatchewan, a couple of guys, me, Tristan Black, we play a little uh, Call of Duty a little bit here or there, just right. shooting people. But, uh, right. <laughs> don't have a system, don't really do it. So what do you do in the spare time then? You're not, if you're not studying film or, or working out for, for fun uh, when you're not working, what do you do to kind of get your mind off of things? Yeah, um, you know, I just like being outdoors. I like, uh, I like always plotting and always uh, planning, a, you know, a new goal, a new... Uh, a new um, something to strive for and to work hard towards and um, so whenever I kind of set a goal or set a, an objective I kind of just attack that you know with uh, blinders on 24-7 I like working on old cars mm. anything to do with country and old old stuff old style kind of things is uh, is for me do you have a favorite old car my dad's big into uh, oldies he has a 62 Valiant oh nice yeah I have a 75 Caprice convertible oh. um that's my baby. That's the first one I ever restored. Me and my pops did that. And then uh, I did have a 1969 Buick Skylark Coupe, but I uh, I traded that in for an engagement ring. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to do it, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. So now that being said, are, do you, in the evenings, TV or movies at all? Do you, Is there a show you're into right now or a movie you're into? Yeah, like uh, I don't really do go to movies that much. I'm kind of a Netflix guy, mm-hmm. but um, I do... As far as TV goes, I really like Suits. That's kind of my oh, Wednesday night. I'm with you. That's my thing. So yeah, I love I love Suits. I'm with you. Who's, who's your favorite? Are you a Harvey guy? Don is uh, an obvious an obvious check mark. Yeah. You know what? I don't like Donna's new role. I oh. don't. Uh, I don't. I just kind of. I kind of liked her old role a little bit better. I thought she was just always the one to come in there and 
you know, exceed everybody's expectations. I liked it. Now our new rule, eh, I don't know. Not but, so much. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a Harvey Specter guy. Love Harvey. Love Harvey. All right, so let's get you're you're a big dude, obviously, right? People go to CFL.c. Listen at six three two forty three of quarterback eating man. So what do you do before a game? What 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 gets you kind of filled with with protein or whatever and ready to go? Um, you know what? Through the years, it's, it's gone. I've been I've been doing this thing so long. It's been uh, <laughs> you know this food's good for you, that food's bad yeah. for you. But I, I have been kind of I have been limiting my red meat a little bit. Um, it's great for being put on size and being strong. But uh, I've noticed a little information inflammation taking that. So uh, I always just try to get that once a once a week. That's it now. But um, you know, just foods that are going to um, digest quickly. And, um, you know, but i got to be honest with you, like, it doesn't really matter all that much. Like, you know, it's some games you, you feel good, and I think it's being stress-free and just mm. going out there preparing well is kind of what makes you play the best. If you're prepared, you're going to be good. So, uh, you know, just don't eat a bag of chips and ice cream before the game. Right. You should be all right. <laughs> now, Ricky, you've been, as we said off the top, uh, played with BC, Toronto, and Saskatchewan, now back to BC. Uh, as as a road trip city, what's your favorite one to visit? Uh, not out of those three, but out of the whole CFL. Where's your favorite road trip spot? Yeah, because Toronto and Vancouver are awesome. They, you yeah. know, I was playing Saskatchewan or somewhere. Yeah, um, you know what? The most I'll tell you what the most underrated. We were just actually talking about this today uh, with a couple guys who played there before with Louis Richardson and uh, Nick Moore was uh, Winnipeg. Hmm. Man, I tell you, Winnipeg is a great time. People don't realize it. They have beautiful, beautiful women there. <laughs> Uh, super down to earth women, and uh, I tell you what, I, I love I love Winnipeg, man. It's nobody knows, but if you played in the CFL, you know it's it's a great city. Winnipeg, all right, the dark horse road trip spot. Okay. Yeah, uh, and let's go a uh, uh, fantasy wise here as far as vacation spot. If you were given a blank check, BC Lions said, "Ricky, great job in the offseason. You get to go anywhere in the world. Where would you go?" Well, that was part of my contract. So, hey, um, all right, well done. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> um, I've been to some really cool places. I've been in Brazil. I've been to Hawaii. I love those places. But, uh, you know, I've never been to Europe, so that's up on the docket. And um, But I think Southeast Asia is something I really want to go do. Everybody everybody speaks really fondly of the uh, the Vietnam uh, and the um, Thailand kind of tour. So I'd right. say probably that. I would say, too, Rick, if you're going to go to Europe, uh, check out Prague and Budapest. I've been there twice. You want to talk about underrated and um, really? and, and the attractive ladies? <laughs> Get, yeah. Really, my, oh, yeah. money, my buddy, my buddy bought an Airbnb. I was just at a, one of my friend's weddings, and uh, my buddy bought an Airbnb uh, house in Budapest, for like a hundred thousand dollars, and they're, they're Airbnb from Toronto, and oh, wow. they said to me, "I might take you up on that suggestion." It's gorgeous. They're not on the uh, on the Euro either, so it's it's cheap, and yeah, yeah. You, you, you can yeah. go full ball. I was buying yeah, it was years ago before I was married, <laughs> but I was, I was buying, <laughs> buying Jager bombs for the bar. It cost cost nothing. It's great. That's awesome, yeah. I might do that then this offseason. I'll let you know. There you go. All right. Okay, Ricky, thank you so much for taking the time. Good luck back in BC, and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That was the one and only Ricky Foley from the BC Lions. Okay, folks, let's get our final Twitter poll update again, at AndyMC81 on Twitter. And this week's poll question was, which team is most likely to make a comeback and make the playoffs. Which team is most likely to come back and make the playoffs? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, currently last in the West Division. The Ottawa Red Blacks, who are third in the East, but just have one win and one tie. Or the Hamilton Ticats, still looking to break that goose egg. Which one? Rough Riders, Red Blacks, Ticats, Red Blacks leading the way so far. You can still vote at AndyMC81. All right, my game picks here. Edmonton into Winnipeg. I think this is the week... 
that Edmonton loses its undefeated streak. Yeah, the Blue Bombers upset the Eskimos real close. Go Blue Bombers. Ticats, Red Blacks, wow, they're calling this one the paper bag bowl, folks. No team wants to win. I'm going to say Red Blacks because they at least have a win and a tie. Calgary and the BC Lions. BC can't get much worse. They'll play better. You're not beating Bo Levi Mitchell, baby. Stampeders take it in Vancouver. And finally, at BMO Field, the Argonauts hosting the Montreal Alouettes. I, I have to hedge my bets on this one because if Ricky Ray plays, I'm going Argos. If not, we see what happens. They cannot put up points with Cody Fajardo and Jeff Matthews. So it'll be Alouettes. Also, if it's not Ricky Ray, make sure you take the Alouettes on defense in your CFL fantasy roster on tsn.ca and on cfl.ca. All right, thank you so much to all of our guests. So for producer Joe Narsa, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Enjoy the games, folks.